You're listening to the Catholic Woman Podcast. If you're a Catholic woman desiring to live by God's standards and not society's expectations, then this podcast is for you. Each week, we bring you actionable tools to live out your vocation confidently while empowering you to know the truths and teachings of the Catholic faith. Whether you need advice, encouragement, or connection, you are in the right place. So if you're ready to dive in and become the woman God created you to be, then get ready because here is your host, Marie Hansen. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Woman Podcast. We are so glad you're here with us today, and I'm super excited because today's topic is all about faith and fitness, a kind of hot topic in today's society. Today we're joined by Viva Kraus. Viva is a Catholic wife, mother, and a health and fitness coach. Her husband started their Catholic fitness company, Hyperro Fit, in 2020, and they're about to celebrate two years of business. Viva, thank you so much for being here today, and welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you, Marie. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited. Yeah, thank you for being here. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got to what you do today? Absolutely. Um, so quick recap just about myself. Like Marie said, I'm a young mom of two, married almost four years this July. So I was married when I was 21, and um, my husband and I met at a Catholic college down in San Diego, California. Um So I grew up in Arizona and I did acting my whole life. That was originally my game plan. That's what I went to college for. And I was never a fitness junkie. I didn't do any sports. I still (laughs) don't. I have like bad hand-eye coordination and scared of like all types of soccer balls and whatever. I just don't do sports. Um, (laughs) And in college, my then boyfriend slash fiance Chase would work out with me here and there. And um, before he went to this university, he played collegiate beach volleyball and he did tennis his whole life. So he was always into working out and fitness. Um, so he showed me a few things here and there. And then after we got married, uh, we ended up moving to New York where my husband worked for the Archdiocese in New York for a year and we got pregnant right away. Um, and after that, I was like, okay, well, I guess like I need a routine. So he was like, you can't just, you know, sit here all day. We don't know anyone. Like, let's get you doing something. And so we would go like walk to the gym. Um, when we lived in New York from our apartment, it was pretty close by. So we would walk and as you know, that belly grew and I wasn't so sick anymore. Um, I started taking it a little bit more seriously because it felt like the one kind of stable thing I had at the time. Um, And if my prayer life, you know, wasn't happening that day, then I knew if I could get to the gym, um, I'd probably be able to pick that up along as well. And so I just started paying a lot more attention to kind of building fitness into my routine. And I wanted to take care of my body because I had no idea what to expect at first. I mean, you just don't your first time around, right? Uh, Yeah. You can read all the blogs, all the things, but you just don't know. And so then I had our first baby so our daughter Carlina and we ended up moving to Texas after that because that's originally where my husband's from and so we moved to Texas we got pregnant again not too long after and so it was with our my second pregnancy with my son Elijah that I decided to become certified and I still didn't know what I wanted to do with it all I knew was like okay acting I don't have peace about that anymore 
I think the Lord's moving me in a different direction. And my husband really encouraged me. He's like, you're outgoing. You love to be around people. Um, you love helping people. You really enjoy working out. So why don't you just do the cert and kind of see where it takes you from there? And so that's what I did. And in 2020, that is when my husband um, started HyperOfit with his friend. It was a sliver of an idea that they had actually back when we lived in New York. Um, and it really came to fruition as a lot of things did in 2020, a lot of small businesses, you know, so much goodness coming out of a really hard time for so many people. Yeah. And yeah, so he started HyperOfit. And so I'll kind of chat with you guys a little bit about that. It's a funky name. I know um, my husband has his master's in biblical theology. So he is like an ancient Greek nerd, nerdy nerd. <laughs> And so he was like, I want it to be a different name. And so the hyperophate comes from two Greek words, hypomeno, which means endurance, and pero, which means fire. So he combined them to essentially kind of coin the phrase, endure the fire. Um, because hyperophate, that's what it's all about. He wanted to create a place for Catholic fitness, Christian fitness professionals, and um, just Catholics and Christians in general to find a place in this fitness industry that could combine their faith and their skill, um, a place that was accessible for people to integrate their faith journey with their health and wellness journey, um, and to be able to talk about the faith in these situations because we know that it applies. No matter what journey we're in, we know our faith applies, and that's something that as a fitness professional, depending on where you work and who you see, that's just not always the case. And so for him, um, he really wanted to open the door there. And so the mission is to really help you along your journey to self-gift. And um, Endure the Fire, the inspiration came from Sirach 2, 5 through 6. And it says, for gold is tested in the fire and those found accessible in the ex acceptable in the furnace of humiliation, trust in him and he will help you make your way straight and hope in him. Because it's when we pass that threshold of pain, you know, when we overcome whatever fire is in our lives, whether it's, you know, burning muscles at the gym or something else going on, we become stronger and we become more virtuous, more disciplined in the end. Mm, I love that. Wow. Well, that's such a beautiful journey um, with how <coughs> you got here and how you and your husband started this, which is so cool. So, I mean, something you do a lot is incorporating faith and fitness. So how can we incorporate faith into our fitness? Yeah, um, great question. <laughs> so as Catholics, we believe we are body and soul, right? Our nature is as body and soul. They're not separate. So our bodies matter. God created them. We ought to take care of them. And I, you know, everyone thinks it's so cheesy to say, like, you're a temple of the Holy Spirit, but you are. And yeah, it's, it's really important to take care of its physical body, um, even though we will leave it here on earth, right? And we'll be perfected when we're in heaven. And, you know, in the second coming, we're going to be perfected, of course. But here on this earth, why not take care of this beautiful gift that God has given us so that we can serve him, so that we can serve others? Um, high profit also, our big kind of philosophy of behind it is also applied theology of the body. And in St. John Paul II's Theology of the Body, he writes, self-mastery is indispensable for, in order for man to give of himself. And mm, fitness, yes. yeah, fitness helps us master our bodies. You know, um, something that my husband will talk a lot about 
uh, when he's giving talks to men is a lot of men, um, Christian men who struggle with, say, a pornography addiction um, or any kind of sexual sin, sometimes being in the gym, and I know this has applied to my husband and his friends as well, his community, when you're in the gym, you learn to master um, those feelings. You learn to master the fact that this might not feel good, but I'm going to do it anyway because I know it's going to make me better. It's going to make me stronger. And that's a mind connection well, right? I mean, that helps us master our feelings, master our mind. So in a sense, fitness helps us master our bodies, right? And in doing so can make us more virtuous. Um, so like, I really believe that the two go hand in hand. And I kind of mentioned this in my little testimony that, um, I mean, when my prayer life is off, something else is off too. And a lot of it comes to how I'm taking care of myself, because not only am I not taking care of myself spiritually, I'm not taking care of myself physically. Um, and I, and I think if we really took the time to just observe our lives and in those seasons where we kind of falter a little bit in either kind of routine, we'll see a lot of correlation. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that connects so well to Lent, too, and, you know, helping master our bodies and our desires. And um, that's what a lot of Lent is, you know, self-denial for mm-hmm. and sacrifices. So that's awesome. Um, okay, so we all we all know that fitness is important, but so many of us struggle to find time or energy to, to actually commit to routine. So do you have any tips for the women who, like me, feel that <laughs> just they don't have time for it? Yeah, I mean... I think we could all say, I say I don't have time for it, right? And then my husband's (laughs) like, really? Because you just sat on Instagram for 30 minutes and you could have taken 30 minutes with some minivans to do something. (laughs) I'm like, okay, thanks for calling me on to holiness. Go away now. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I I would say examine your current routine. Truly. Take some time. Examine your current routine. What do you fill your time with? What gives you life? What gives you joy, that vibrancy? And then what doesn't? You know, so often we make times for things that are easy, but don't necessarily give us life, right? Like I know before this podcast, I was sitting there scrolling. Um, I'm obviously not working out today because if today Maria and I were recording on Ash Wednesday, fasting, that ain't going to happen. But there's so many mornings where, you know, you can choose to sit and scroll or do something else like I said that's easy but doesn't necessarily give you life rather than taking a walk outside with your kids or just even sitting outside for a few minutes getting some fresh air something that we know is going to breathe life into us to prepare us for the day um so I would I would really say make appointments for yourself that's what I tell clients too is go through your schedule go through your calendar once you've examined your current routine once you see and you're honest with yourself, you know, how do I fill my time? What gives me life? What things can I maybe take out of that current routine? And make appointments for yourself. Jot it in your calendar. Um, maybe you and your husband have a shared calendar. He can keep you accountable to that. And if at that point you're struggling still finding time, say, to commit to a quick 15-minute burn on a Monday morning, write in two times a day that maybe you can get something done. Um, And just start with that one thing, right? Like a small 10 to 15 minute burnout that you find on YouTube or something. And that way 
you had space for it in the morning, but for whatever reason, you didn't get to it. You still have that blocked out piece of time, maybe in the afternoon or evening. So you're always giving yourself a chance to get something done. And remember that that something doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah, that is so good. Okay, so speaking of like perfection, there's just a lot of pressure. It feels like, especially in the Catholic community, that we need to have good fitness routines to be good moms, wives, or even just Catholics. Um, You know, is this true? And how do we respond to this pressure or this need to be like perfect and perfectly rounded human beings? Oh, such a loaded question. <laughs> I know. It's a good one. It's like, it just corresponds to everything in our life, right? I, particularly with like fitness and Christianity, a lot of influencers are out there now doing their thing. And that's, that's great. You know, glory be for that. But um, it, it kind of feels like a new thing or like maybe social media just makes it seem like it is. But, you know, there's no... And we hear it all the time, but there's no one size fits all for being either a good Catholic or a good mom or a good Catholic mom or a good Catholic mom who works out, right? There, right. and that's just worth repeating. There, the perfect Catholic woman doesn't look one way. If we could all look like Our Lady, then that would be fantastic, but we don't, right? <laughs> right. Uh, we really don't. We wish. Uh, we're striving for for that perfection. Um, but that being said, when it comes to f- the fitness aspect, not everyone needs to be a fitness junkie. Like I said, I wasn't. Honestly, I'm still not. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a fitness junkie. I just really enjoy um, helping people thrive in their current routine and becoming stronger. And I enjoy that for myself. But so I always say that not everyone needs to be a fitness junkie, but everyone needs to take care of themselves. Right. Yeah. And at that point, we have to take some time to examine our why. Why do you want to join the fitness movement why do you feel maybe this pull to incorporate faith and fitness into your life to start integrating it? Is it because you want to be able to run around with your grandkids? You know, maybe you want to, you have twins and you want to be able to lift two toddlers at the same time. And that is just not easy for like anyone. (laughs) Um, Right. Or, you know, maybe it's a family emergency. And at some point you're going to have to lift someone or something heavy you know it's it's a responsibility we have to take care of ourselves whatever taking care of yourself looks like for you it doesn't have to be taking care of yourself in the gym or home workouts you know it could be taking care of your mental well-being you know it could be anything um but does that does that kind of make sense and yeah absolutely so I would really start by examining your why and then when it comes to responding to this pressure that we might feel, especially on social media, I feel it all the time. I'll, I'll take a social media fast every once in a while because I, you just need to take a step back and block out the noise and kind of put some blinders on for yourself and your family and come back to that focus of your vocation. Um, and you know, you don't need to have a six pack to be a strong mom and wife. I, I don't. <laughs> so yeah. I don't. I'm a fitness professional and I do not. <laughs> um, but what we do need is virtue. 
And like I said in the beginning, a lot of us in this industry can see a correlation between faith and fitness. Um, my discipline at the gym certainly helps my discipline at home. And other moms take their kids on walks every day. And that's a discipline. And if you have multiples, that's really hard work. I don't yeah. do that every day. You know, so don't discount the movement or the current discipline that you're already doing that um, account that counts toward your overall virtue, right? That counts toward um, you being a great wife and mother. Mm, yes, so good. Okay, so like you mentioned going on walks with the kids, but you know, I know it isn't possible for every mom to have time to work out without kids every day. So how can the mamas out there include their children in their workout routines? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> sometimes um, I actually just did a recent Instagram post on this as well with like, you know, easy ways to work out when you're short on time or you have your kids around. Um, yeah, because it's it's not possible all the time and it's not possible for me either. So I would go back to the question of what's your schedule currently like? Who can you ask for help? Um, is this something you can open up to your spouse about if you haven't already to kind of tag team a little bit more on maybe switching off days if he works out as well? Um, my husband and I are currently doing that for us. And then the second truly would be to work out with them. Um, especially depending what age groups you have, right? It can be tedious. It will take longer. I'm not even going to say that it might take longer. <laughs> I will tell you it will take longer. And you might be working out to the Encanto soundtrack or Bob the Tomato from VeggieTales, <laughs> right. depending on what they want. And even if you're not a screen time mama, that's a-okay. Um, sometimes you just might have to throw Bob the Tomato on and work out with Bob the Tomato. So and those are honestly just things that I've used that work for me. Or I just go on a walk with them. I keep yeah. it really, really short. Sometimes all we can do is 15 minutes, and that is good enough. I think a lot of times we get stuck in this all-or-nothing mindset, and that's just not the case. Um, I actually heard some really good advice um, one time that was like, just start working out, and if by 10 minutes, you still don't want to be, uh, then okay, then just stop get back to what you were doing. But chances are you're going to want to continue and your kids will have fun with you. Um, my daughter is almost three and she takes the minivans and she likes to put them around her legs and pretend to do squats. And it's really, really cute. <laughs> That's awesome. And then, and then, yeah. And then, you know, I have to take like five minutes to fight them back because I actually need that one, but it's worth it, especially because like they, then at that point too, not only, are you giving yourself the time to do it and having fun with your kids while doing it? But you're also exposing them to watching mom take care of herself. Yeah. And, and I think, yeah. And whether that's, um, I see a lot of Instagrammers, they'll do like tea time with their kids or they'll like crochet with their kids, whatever it is, they're taking time to see mom do something that she loves for herself so that she can better serve them in return. Yeah, absolutely. That's so true. It is. And you're teaching them a good life skill to take care of their bodies too, which is so important. So that's awesome. Right. Yeah. 
Um, so I, I know that I personally struggle to find something that works for me. You know, I've tried lots of things like running, biking, fitness classes, gym memberships, you know, and I don't like any of them. None have really worked for me yet. So like, do you have suggestions for women in similar situations and how do you find something that you like? Oh man. Um, (laughs) my first question not just to you, Marie, but to anyone listening that is like, that is me. I do not like any kind of physical activity. It. I would ask yourself, what is it about these things that I don't like? Whether it's running, um, hiking. I tried to convince myself that I liked hiking. That stopped a long time ago. <laughs> uh, the gym, workout classes, whatever it is, right? Ask yourself, what is it about these things I don't like? And if you've tried a lot, like you, Marie, you said you've tried a lot, um, try and find some similarities within those categories and start start testing those theories, you know? Is it you just don't like forced physical activity in general? Um, what is it that you don't like about that? Is it being in discomfort? Is it having to make the time when you feel like you could be doing something else? And if that's the case, what would you rather be doing? Um, And I think those questions just kind of start trailing off and building off of one another. So you finally get to an answer. So I would, I would definitely recommend um, not just jumping into something new, but to spend time thinking about why these things don't appeal to you. Because I think that there's probably something, um, I don't want to say like deep down inside, but (laughs) deep down inside that, you know, um, turns you off from this. And that's okay. And from that, I think you'll have a much better understanding of finding something that you do enjoy instead. Yeah, absolutely. That's such good advice. Um, Okay, so kind of switching gears a little bit and going from fitness more to like body image and working out. Mm. You know, I know that I personally went through like weight loss journey in college where, you know, I was working out for the wrong reasons. And I know lots of people do this too, you know, so what is your advice for women who struggle with body image and how can they create a healthy mindset around working out and not necessarily working out to look good, but working out for the right reasons? Right. Um, great question. Again, just getting me with all the heavy hitters. Um, <laughs> you know, first off, I just want to affirm every woman or man listening to this. Um, I think we all struggle with body image. I think we all at least have at some point in our lives, especially growing up in the age of social media or media in general. Um, I mean, I remember seeing the whole, like back in the very early 2000s, that she wore this better than this person magazines at the grocery store, you know? Um, oh, yeah. Same outfit on different body types. Ooh. And so with that, it's like, how can we not have that ingrained in us? Um, the first thing that comes to mind when whenever I'm asked this question is I have to give credit uh, to the ladies at the Abiding Together podcast. Um, I forget which episode and which woman it was that said this piece of wisdom, but they were also talking about body image at one point. And she essentially said, when we pick ourselves apart in the mirror and we say, I don't like my nose or I don't like this part of my tummy or I hate the way my thighs rub together, we essentially say, Lord, I don't trust how you made me. And Mm -hmm. that has spoken to me so deeply 
because that was a fear of mine getting into this industry is, am I going to revert back to that mindset? Um, and I think some days we wake up and we're just having a hard day. And if we're bloated from our cycle, you know, those, those thoughts creep back up. And I think it's okay to recognize them and then let them go. Um, but coming yeah. back to that thought of, Lord, I don't trust how you made me because I don't think that this is right. Um, when we know that he created us perfectly in his image, exactly how he wanted Viva to be, exactly how he wants Marie to be. Um, so that, that being said, I also have to say that it's okay to want to be healthy. A lot of times women get stuck in, oh gosh, is this vanity? Am I just working out because I want to look good? Like I shouldn't want to lose weight. I should be happy with where I'm at. And yes, you should love yourself and be content with who you are and be joyful about that. But it's also okay to want to lose weight. It's okay to want to gain some muscle definition. Um, it's okay if, if you're, and that's another thing, um, that goes back to this idea of taking care of our bodies as a gift and not as a punishment. So again, go back to your why. Are you working out because of comparison? Because if someone you follow on social media, hit the unfollow real fast. Or because you're sick of being winded after a flight of stairs. There's a difference. And um, yeah, right? I, there, there's a difference between working out because you're comparing yourself to someone or working out because you're just tired of being winded from a flight of stairs and you just want to feel better. Um, and if you all of a sudden gain a lot of muscle because of that, then praise be, you know, hopefully at that point, then right. you're, you're just more disciplined, more virtuous. Um, and that's another thing too, is I have clients that come to me that just want to learn how to work out because they want to learn how to be disciplined. And this is a new area for them that they think and know will apply to those other parts of their lives. You know, not everyone works out to lose weight. So it's also okay to have those different goals. So I would really suggest um, taking this to prayer and inviting the Lord into this space with you, right? And inviting him into your why and examining the root of why do you want to work out? And what are some things that we can do to work out with a healthy mindset? Because that's also going to allow us to notice what to stay away from, right? Certain mm -hmm. accounts, um, certain pieces of clothing, like even for me, I, I just don't enjoy, I enjoy higher waisted leggings with a shirt that tries to cover my butt, especially if I'm squatting or something a day, right? Like I just, yeah. it's that dress too. It has a lot to do with it, at least for my mindset. Um, yeah. yeah. So taking that time really helps to parse out those, um, some of those deep rooted feelings. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Especially <laughs> It is hard when you see pic pictures of people in certain workout gear and you're like, I do not look like that. So just permission for anyone to just hit the unfollow button anytime you see yourself comparing to other people, especially if it's like fitness stuff. That, yeah. That's not helpful and that's not healthy. So no, thank and you for sharing that. Of course. And even if it's a friend, like it's okay to hit the mute button. Like I have, we have to give you permission for that. You have to give yourself permission for that. To hit Absolutely. the mute. Yeah. Just hit the mute button for a little bit you love them they're your friends you enjoy following their content but if at some point it's disturbing your peace 
like, like Marie and I said, it's okay to hit that mute and maybe go back to that content when you're feeling at peace. Yep, absolutely. Um, so, you, okay, so as good as working out can make us feel, sometimes like the feeling, the good feeling is not enough motivation for people to get up and do it. So do you have any, advi- any advice for the women who struggle with motivation? Yeah. Um, the first thing I'll say is that if you haven't heard it yet, you're hearing it now. I don't know who coined it. Somebody did. But motivation comes after action. It's not the other way around. We don't act and then suddenly get motivated. Most of the time, if that is you, then you're a rock star. Um, <laughs> but motivation usually comes after action. And not to say, okay, I'm going to do like a little comparison here. Don't freak out. I'm not saying that like working out and confession are the same, but I don't know. I don't think anyone like wants to go to confession. Again, if that's you, you are so much holier and that is amazing. <laughs> One day I'm, I'm going to get to that place, but I don't want to go. And at some point I have to make the choice to just get up and do it. And after that, I feel motivated to journal my thoughts to the Lord to set new goals and resolution and to get after them to become holier, more virtuous. So that's mm-hmm. the example, a really tangible example, I think, in most of our lives that we can, um, for all of our Catholic listeners, that we can have at the top of our mind. We know what that feels like. And I think it's the same when it comes to fitness. At some point, if you know that this is a goal of yours, at some point, you just have to do it. And stick to a routine, stick to that discipline until you find something you enjoy, right? And aside from that, you know, as frivolous as it might sound, and I just kind of talked about workout outfits, but buy a new pair of running shoes buy that are really cute that you like, um, that make you feel good. Buy some leggings and a top that make you feel really cute, that make you feel really comfortable and excited to... Um, work out at home or step into a gym or go on a walk with your kids, you know? Yeah. Sometimes those types of tangible things, they're fun and they're good and you can use them for that motivation. Um, That's so true. I recently, I've never really had matching workout outfits. And even though you like, you can't see my sports bra because like, I wear a shirt on top, knowing <laughs> that my sports bra and my leggings match, like made a difference two weeks ago. <laughs> I was like, I feel so cool. Let's do this. <laughs> So, you know, there's, there's like, like I'm saying, like, there's just so many things that you can use. And if a workout outfit is it cool, if it's like the confession thing, you're like, that's right, I can do that. I know how to get my butt up and just stick to it, make it a discipline and find something that I enjoy. Um, Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of options out there. Mm, I love that. Okay, so what about for because we've talked about like women generally speaking, but what about for those women who are pregnant, have a chronic illness or have other unique like situations? How can they find resources to still take care of their bodies, but in a safe way? Yeah. Um, I first want to say to always consult with a physician who listens to your needs and desires. Um, Keep finding someone until you've Keep searching until you find someone that does, that you're really comfortable with, who you feel listens to you. Um, and second, so there's a lot of information out there, right? There's a lot of white noise when it comes to fitness, health, nutrition, supplements, all those types of things. A lot of them are very good. In fact, 
I would venture to say most, well, okay, no, I'm, I'm going to say a lot of them are very good. <laughs> um, and there's always different theories about how you should work out when you're feeling X, Y, Z, or you have X, Y, or Z illness. All those things are great. Um, but the, the nice thing about having someone to work one-on-one is that they are able to tailor your needs for you. So as an online personal trainer, um, some clients, I have work with registered dietitians and they fill me in so I can help them make a contingency plan and be in their corner as an advocate. Um, and that's something that I can do as a personal trainer and a health coach is I can be in their corner for them and I can listen to the things that their um, registered dietitian says, right? This medical professional who is helping them with this chronic illness. And I can use that information to create a plan that is going to be safe and effective for this individual. So working with a trainer one-on-one allows for this kind of intimacy that you're not going to get from your favorite workout YouTuber. As awesome as their yeah. workouts might be, um, you won't, yeah, you won't get that kind of intimacy, that one-on-one working together. And, you know, as trainers, even your awesome YouTuber workout person, we don't know everything. Um, but we'll make the time to figure out what's going to work for you and why. So that would be whether you're pregnant, have a chronic illness, um, whatever it is, uh, a personal trainer's number one job is to make sure that you are working out safely and effectively um, with whatever that looks like for you. And we'll take the time to, to figure out what that is, right? We'll play scientist and we'll, we'll help you uh, with the advice of your physician um, figure out that what that looks like for you individually. Mm, love that. Yeah, because I mean, you you guys are awesome. So it's important to have the team of like your trainer plus a physician plus you as the woman all working together to figure out what's going to work. So that's that's awesome advice. Right. And yeah, like you said, like sometimes women, we just need a team of people and that's okay. Um, and yeah. that's, that's the beauty of being a woman, and especially like if you're pregnant, like you know you already have a team, especially if you're doing something like midwifery care with a doula, all these people are in your corner. Um, yeah, that's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so for someone who is very out of shape or hasn't worked out in a while, in a while, what's the best way for them to start? <sighs> okay, let's chat about accountability. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would say... Don't jump right in, but reach out to someone first with this idea. Um, this idea has obviously been in your heart for a while. It sounds like, you know, if you're this person, what's the best way to start? Simple and easy, reach out to someone. It doesn't have to be me at HyperOfit or any of our coaches at HyperOfit. Uh, maybe it's a friend. Maybe just it's another trainer that you saw on Instagram that really um, inspires you that does one-on-one training. Um, but tell someone else of this desire of yours, your spouse, a friend, reach out to a coach. Cause that's already some accountability besides yourself to help you move in the right direction. After that, I would say, pray about it. What's this desire coming from? Um, invite Jesus into this space. It, sounds silly every time I say it, but he wants to be a part of your fitness journey too. He wants to be there when you're 
back in the gym for the first time in a few years and you're feeling nervous and not confident. He wants to be with you in that moment. The next time you PR on a deadlift, he wants to be with you cheering you on, right? So invite him into this space. And from that, you already have a pretty good accountability team right there. So again, my first piece of advice is to reach out to sell, to someone, tell them of this desire. And in the end, especially if you said like very out of shape or hasn't worked out in a while, reach out to a coach. There is so many affordable options there for people to help you get comfortable in this space again. Um, I know firsthand from clients that have been in this exact situation and they feel really uneasy stepping into a gym, but it's a really big desire of theirs. So for me, it's my goal to make sure that they go in with a plan that is easy to follow, um, can become muscle memory, and where they can go in and hopefully a month and feel just really, really confident about where their equipment is, what they're supposed to be doing when they get there. Um, that's a huge piece of the puzzle. So yeah, reach out to someone and reach out to a professional when you're ready. Mm, that's so amazing. Okay, so you have given us so many great pieces of wisdom today, especially <laughs> for moms and, you know, just Catholic women. But if you could only leave us with one piece of advice, what would it be? Oh, you know, I should have thought about this more because I want, <laughs> I want to just say all of the above, people. If you forgot, go back and listen. Take some notes. <laughs> um, oh, gosh, you guys, if I could leave you with one piece of advice today, I think it would be to just trust that you are worth this self-mastery for self-gift, that you are a gift to the Lord and a gift to your family, um, no matter what your fitness level it is, no matter what your work life is like, whether you, you are a stay-at-home mom full-time or you work full-time or maybe a little bit of both, um, no matter what your life as a wife, a mother, a woman looks like, a single woman, um, you are a gift to the Lord and to those around you. And mm -hmm. I just pray that, one, that you know that and that you recognize that and can say that out loud to yourself. But two, that if you are in the middle of a fitness journey, to know that this is only going to make you more virtuous, that it is only going to make you more holy when you keep the Lord at the center of it. That was a really long-winded, could you leave us with one piece of advice? But that's it. I'm not <laughs> taking it back. <laughs> that's beautiful. No, I love that so, so much. Wow. Just thank you so much for being here today and for giving us all so much permission and confidence, um, you know, to go and take care of our bodies and grow in virtue because that's truly what working out is all about. So if our audience would like to find you, where can they come find you? Yeah. Thank you so much, for Marie. Um so our company website is hyperlfit.org and the Instagram is the same name. It's at hyperlfit on Instagram. And then I actually have a personal website. I have a blog that I started around the same time I got my cert called Live Vivaciously because my name is Viva. It means <laughs> to live. You get the gist. 
Um, so it's vivavivaciously.com and my Instagram is at vivacrouse. So come hang, come be friends, let's chat. And thank you guys so much. I really do hope that this has blessed you. Um, I know that this journey has really blessed me and Marie, it's been so fun chatting with you about what I'm passionate about and um, what the Lord has really placed on my heart. Yeah, well, thank you so much for being here. And I will leave all of those links for everyone in the show notes. So thank you again, Viva, for being here today. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. Now go embrace the woman God made you to be. Today's episode is sponsored by Rewind Fashions, a small Catholic business that offers modest clothing for stylish women. For more information, see our show notes. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Catholic Woman Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort, and we look forward to catching you again in the next episode of the Catholic Woman Podcast.